Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You know, you can be all the things you always wanted to be. Beautiful, sexy, easy as one, two, three. Just let your soul go. Just let it shine through. Just let your soul I'm Mouse Jones. I'm Fly Ra. Shay, you get to say it today. Hey, I'm Shay Mills. And we are the guys next door. Hey, that sounded good. That sounded good, Shay. We might have to uh, let you do that more often. Uh, okay. No, Thank me you. neither. I I was lying. I was trying. I was testing. Uh, no, out my you, lies. You, you you can't renege now. So you already said it. So no, I didn't. I didn't renege. I I was lying. Nah, I, was, I was blatantly lying. I took it as the truth. Shouldn't lie. <laughs> Anyway, Che is sitting in for Mac Wilds because Mac Wilds, well, y'all know at this point, it's been almost two years. Mac, y'all know Mac Wilds. There's always a reason. Um, but we first and foremost want to thank you guys for rocking with us as long as you have. Thank you guys. We appreciate every listen, every subscription, every Patreon dollar spent, every comment, every listener letter. We appreciate you guys for uh, just listening to three idiots and a really, really smart girl. Um, so we appreciate that. Uh, so make sure you continue to support us um, at Guys Next Door on all social media platforms at Guys Next Door. If you're on Twitter and want to continue the conversation, use the hashtag Guys Next Door. Now, for all you Hakeems, all you freeloaders, all you Kimmy Gibblers, you moochers, those who just like to get the content for free and don't put no snaps on the Petro, cut that shit out. It's ghetto. So what am I saying? I'm saying go to patreon.com backslash Guys Next Door pod. Put some snaps on the Petro. Put five on it. Put 20 on it. We got uh, exclusive content over there, video of all the episodes. We're giving, we giving away free uh, little mugs and little shout out to everybody who's been posting pictures of their mugs. Um, whatever else Che and Ryan come up with to give y'all because they do a really good job of keeping y'all um, laced over there. So remember, uh, patreon.com backslash guys next door pod. Um, and if you're just a, if, if you ain't got it, because I understand it's a pandemic and you just want to listen to us for free, well, guess what? You could do that on all streaming platforms. But all we ask is that if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just leave a comment, something nice, preferably, leave five stars rating, and subscribe. That's all we ask for you to do. Ryan, is that too much to ask? Um, no, not really. If they want to leave a little a little snack, I'll leave my cash app, a little something. Dollar. Did you win that one? 
Yeah, I did. You did, did Dollar, you? $2. <laughs> I'm here for it. Well, whatever. Uh, we are back. We are back with another episode. And y'all know when we have guests, it's, it's nothing short of amazing. And that's not going to stop. Um, I have been a huge fan and supporter of this guy for, I want to say, the better part of like eight or seven years since the show's been on. Uh, I remember uh, me and my baby mother when we was married watching this show. This is actually how we like got out of one of our fights. Um, so shout out to you, sir. But uh, we have from Marriage Boot Camp, all of the editions, we got Dr. Ish. Dr. Ish, what's going on? Not much, not much. How y'all doing? Thanks for having me, man. And, and I appreciate you watching and rocking with the show, man. Yo, I, like to hear, I like to hear those stories. I'm telling you, yeah. And now, obviously, we didn't work out in the long run, but that show, the first the first season got us uh, out of an argument. Like, we was really beefing, and she was like, come watch this. And I'm like, I don't want to watch this. And I've been tuned in. <laughs> I've been tuned in ever since. Like, I'm talking about every season. I don't care who's on. It could be midget edition. I don't care. I'm watching. Uh, I just want to know, how, how did you how, how did you get into that? How did, how did you get um, that position over there? Man, it's so funny, man. Um, I was watching, and before before I get into that, let me just say, sometimes the best outcome for a relationship, man, is knowing how to break apart successfully. So, you know, just because you and baby mama didn't work out, that don't mean it was a fail, right? That's That can mm. still be big W because, you know, that's just the way Doc, Doc, I be trying to tell him. Sometimes <laughs> you just got to let right. him go. Gotta let right. him go sometime. Right. Your name, so, your name isn't yeah. Doc. Your name isn't Doctor. Your name is Fly Rye. It's not Doc. <laughs> I, I was talk. I was talking to Doc. Okay. <laughs> but but yeah, man. I was. Uh, I had just come off of. Um, it was a show called Exile with Carmen Electra, and I had, we shot it in the Dominican Republic. I literally just got back. I'd been back for a week doing that one, and uh, the phone call came in, and they were like, "Hey, this is what's happening. This is what's changing. Can you be in LA in a week?" I was like. All right. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> so I just on a plane and uh, what? Ten seasons later, here we are. You know? All right. I thought I, off the top of my head, I want to say yeah. 10, 10, but I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Now you are coming off of, I would, as a watcher, I would say one of the most uh, controversial and um, eventful seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, how do, how do y'all deal with that? And it's in a pandemic. So I, I did see some of the things that y'all had to shoot and you, we're like at home and, and right. like Judge Lintola was at home. How do y'all deal with such a, with like a big season like that in, in the middle of a pandemic? It was a lot, man. The season, the season itself went viral, man. Every every week the numbers just kept going higher and higher. And it was there was so it was so heavy, you know. So we shot it before everything popped off with the pandemic and you know, and the cultural stuff and George Floyd stuff and everybody's, you know, and everybody's world came crashing down around them. But it felt like we were shooting it in real time because everybody's issues were so intense. You, you know what I mean? Kind of, um, kind of like that guy who just came in with the fire, like intense, like that. The guy who right, yeah, that, that's Mac Wilds, Doctor Ish. That's Mac hey, Wilds. Hey man, how you doing, Mac? Coming in. What's going on, Doctor Ish? With the fire. How you, how you doing? So yeah, it feels it was. Um, My bad. I had a. Uh, I'm well, man. God is good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Mac, we only need headphones today. Huh? We don't, we use he- just the headphones today. Okay. But yeah, man, it was uh, you know, luckily for us, we had it, we had everything shot and in the can uh, before everything jumped off. So it was only a little bit of stuff we had to do from home. 
Um, but you know, during, during the season, man, me and judge are really good friends. So we're probably on the phone two or three times a week, just kind of game planning on, you know, how, how does this week's episode look and, you know, and, uh, and, and trying to manage some of the, um, some of the fallout and, you know, and after the show, I end up doing a lot of therapy with the cast members, you know, they want to continue on and they want right. to, yeah. And so, uh, you know, I'm, couple times a week i'm on the phone with somebody just trying to help them work through some stuff so which which is cool because it lets me know that hey they you know they got something out of it they thought there was some value there and they want to continue on but uh, i need i need i need you to get mouse on this show he's against therapy and i feel like sometimes it's couples therapy i'm not doing it you you need he needs doc he needs something man he needs anti-therapy man i am i am anti therapy for me but i'm not anti-therapeutic means like i have i have i have a, a a boxing i have a heavy bag in the backyard that we know me and her know each other very well okay um if it's I'm, a girl i didn't know it was a girl i didn't no, know it was a girl no it's not it's a man oh okay um okay. it's fluid it's fluid it's fluid it's fluid it's fluid. it's, it's, okay. it's, it's non right. it's non-binary <laughs> my heavy bag is non-binary uh that's, where, I, that's where i'm gonna go with that because i didn't like the spin you put on that mac i didn't like that hey I, I was, it was just a question it was just well, a question it's, it's a I, non, just, I came in late i thought i missed something it's a non-binary <laughs> heavy bag dr ish um, <laughs> that's that's a part of it man you'll start start with the physical and, and you and you'll work your way to it man it's a process <laughs> but uh but no, uh, I'm, I'm, I am anti, let me not front. I'm, I'm anti-therapy for me. I understand um, how good and, and, and how needed it is in our community, especially for black men. Me personally, I just feel like at this point, I've compartmentalized what I've compartmentalized. I swept it under the rug and I'm, I'm me and I will figure it out. Um, so yeah, that's just... That's where I'm at with it. Um, but I tell every if somebody feels like they need it, go 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 see somebody, please. Um, I'm telling you, you need it. <laughs> go see somebody. Well, how how was your last therapy session? I mean, oh, uh, okay, had, thanks. Listen, yeah, thanks. Listen, yeah, thanks. Um, I, I yeah. had to go. I had to go to one before surgery. Actually. That was physical therapy. No, 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 it wasn't. They had oh, like, to make sure my mental was right before I had surgery. They want to so make sure went, you they want to make sure you wasn't giving up a kidney under duress. Yeah, and somebody forced me <laughs> under to do surgery. duress. So I actually did see someone and I'm open to it. I said this before. You're the only person that's not open to it. Uh Dr. This isn't this isn't feeling like a safe space. Here's what I here's what I would tell you. It's, there we go. It's it's not what you think, right? right. It's not the uncomfortable, awkward, walk in, tell me about your grandma, tell me about the thing that kid said in the fifth grade that time, you know, it's, it's, it's none of that. It, um, it can be as deep or as light as you want it, right? Most of the time folks come into therapy when they got an issue in life that they're just trying to get through. It's like, hey, you know what? I, I lost a job, now I'm trying to find a new place. Life seems to be spinning out of control a little bit. What, what can I do? Give me some tools, you know? Most folks come in for three months at a time. Quick burst. Three months, once per week. Hey, I just need help getting over this one thing, and then I'm out. You know, it's like a little tune-up, and so it can be as you know, use it to your advantage, man. It can be as as deep and heavy, or as you know, or as tool focused and short term focused as you want. And with with you know, speaking of your compartments, you're talking to the compartmentalizing king, right? <laughs> right? So what, what I will tell you is, 
there will come a time in life where you figure out when it's time to empty each compartment and then you will figure out the best way to do that in order for you to move forward to the next level of who you're going to, of your evolution. It's a, that, it's a process. It's going to happen in time. And, and you'll know when it's ready. Amen. See, I, I'm going to be super honest, right? And I, I don't know if I said it here before, but I'm going to be super honest. I'm, I'm not scared. Sounds like it to me. Sounds, sounds I am worried. I am worried that one, what if I need those things that, you know, people are saying you need to let go of? What if I need me personally, right? Like, and everybody is different and everybody can say, oh, well, you don't need this. You got to let go. What if I need those things, right? What if I need the traumatic things and, and the, the, the pain and all? What if I need, because that's what I've been using for the past 31 years. And then I'm also worried about, I'm not sure if we open, and I know, I, I know, well, I don't know, right? Because I've never sat in therapy with you, but I'm pretty sure most therapists are going to say, well, you need to let things out. I'm, a, I'm worried that if I let these things out, that there's no putting a lid back on this thing. And that's no good yeah. for anyone around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's the big worry that most folks have because the pain is so deep and the pain is, is so baked in that once we pop the lid, we don't know if we can put the top back on. Uh, but once you, once you find the person who you feel comfortable with, who you feel comfortable being vulnerable with, who you feel like, you know, this person sees me and they get it, and I don't have to do any over-explaining. Um, and once you do it the first time, man, and you walk out, you know, feeling about two or three inches taller and 10 pounds lighter, you're going to be like, oh, shit, okay, yeah, <laughs> this, this works. But, you know, the thing I would tell for, for us, man, for Black men in particular, the, the, one of the big holdups, one of the big barriers for us is, you know, it's like, okay, who am I going to go see who's going to get me? You know what I mean? who I don't have to over-explain. So, okay, well, you know, this is this is what being Black means to me. And I don't have right, to give right, them a tutorial right. and what it means to be me. Right. So, you know, so you got to see a few different people, man. It's not a, you know, 3% of the psychiatrists in the country are Black, even less of Black men. So, you mm. know, you're gonna have, it's, like a, it's, like, it's like dating, man. You're going to have to see a few different people before you find the one who you feel like, okay, that person, I can rock with that person. So, you know, make a couple, three or four different appointments, have, you know, see each one and say, okay, that's a no, that's a no, this one here I can rock with. But you'll, you'll know when you find that person, you know when it's ready. Ain't, ain't no rush to it. Universe has a way of, of making that happen when it's time, you know? You hear that, Ryan? There's no rush, so get up off of me. This is what it was. <laughs> get this off was, of me. This was the Lord saying it's time. You see how Dr. Ish here, this was him telling us it's time. And I don't, I don't want you to just throw yourself into a session like, let me, I have to go. I want it to be the right time, but I also want you to like understand what he said. It, it's not going to be the best the first, second, or third time. I just need you to try, bro. When did this, try. Beca- when did this become the mouse intervention? I just, I, 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 this is my one time I, I, I can was actually I have a, a pre-session. Was I set, was I like set up just now? <laughs> I just, I, I, but we've all said this. Mouse Jones, Mouse Jones I feel like you've set yourself up. This is, this is amazing. Because <laughs> we said we wanted to do an episode with a therapist. We did. We did, but I didn't. And that, you that's set not it up. This uh, okay, but not. I didn't know this was the one. I just wanted to talk to Doctor Ish. Ah. I didn't know. All right. Okay. That's how it's supposed to feel in therapy. Like you're just having a good conversation. Yeah, it sounds like I'm getting jumped. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> 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 sounds like an unwarranted threesome. Back up, all <laughs> oh Mac. That's funny. That's that's rich, Mac Wiles. That's that's rich. <laughs> just saying, just um, to the office. Want to get the uh, want to get the therapy room right? You know. So, but let's do that, right? I, I do think that's dope. So let's do that before we get there. I, you know, we have to do the service to our listeners and our community and the 
the people that watch or the people that have heard anything about this season. So there was a few things that happened this season that was quite controversial. Um, obviously, let's jump into the one that's right there. Um, yep. I had an opportunity to have either one of them on the show, but I was like, ah, I don't want it to become something that gets mudded. So I was like, let me just, if I could get Dr. Ish, I'd much rather yeah. get Dr. Ish. Yeah. Um, so Smart. on this episode, so on a specific episode, on the episode in particular, Tahiri and Vado are there as a couple. Right. Um, they, there's a physical altercation. Um, right. Only one of them was punished, quote unquote, because, you know, we're talking about adults, but only one of them was reprimanded for the, 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 uh, the altercation. So as the person in charge, as the therapist, as the person in charge of keeping um, everyone safe, why was there more um, onus put on Vado than equally? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, and obviously mm. the thing that he did wasn't equal to what she did, obviously, right? First, first thing. Um, and then the other thing is, it's a fair question because what you guys got to see mm-hmm. was that him being made out to be the bad guy, everything was on him and nothing on her, which, which didn't happen. So, okay. you know, it's, yeah. it's, um, it's a tough, it's a tough spot to be in because as a psychiatrist, you know, board certified psychiatrist, my job is to do the hard thing for people. Right. And so it's like when a kid comes in the first week and I've seen them and they got a little bruise and, you know, whatever, get your Adderall and, and, and keep it pushing. Then the next month <laughs> kid comes right. Then the next month kid comes back in and they got another bruise on a different part. It's like, ah, oh, you know, fell off the bike again, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. But then the third month in a row, the kid comes back in and now it's, you know, so now we got a problem. Now I got to talk to the kid by themselves, right? Mom, if you don't mind, I want to have a conversation. Oh, why is that? Well, because I'm the doctor, some stuff I need to ask them, okay? Kid says, well, you know what? Dad kind of gets rough sometimes and this is the thing that happens. So now my job is to call Child Protective Services, right? And nobody is happy. Right. Kids crying because they know they can't go home tonight. Mom's furious because how dare you talk to my kid alone and take, you know, and remove my child from the home. Dad's on the phone. He's in the truck and he's coming down. He's going to beat my ass. Right? Everybody's pissed. And so it's the same situation, a domestic violence situation, man. Nobody's happy. Right. The, the rule says you remove the aggressor from the situation. Whoever is the most violent. Mm. Most of the time in a domestic violence situation, they're both violent, just like we had here. Right. Um, so you take the guy out of the situation and then whoever he was beating, you know, they end up fighting the police. <laughs> they end up fighting because that's, you know, yeah. that's what happened. So, uh, so they were both wrong. Uh, neither one of them are villains. Both of them were very, very injured uh, and had some unhealed wounds. Tahiri was in, Tahiri was wrong first, right? Okay. Tahiri, she demeaned him and she diminished him and she belittled him and she emasculated him at every turn. And that's what he was feeling from the time they walked into the house. So this day in particular, it was just me on set. Judge was sick. Um, And so she had been escalating, escalating, saying some really nasty stuff. And then she pushed a chair on him. Uh, And when they were doing the when the whole apples thing jumped off, I was in the room next door getting set up. Um, And so before they come in, somebody runs and say, hey, she just threw these apples at him. I was like, "Okay, I'm going to address it when they come into the room. When I get to them, I'm going to talk about, you know, talk about her throwing the apples before I could have that conversation with both of them. Everything popped off. So after okay. the conversation, now it's like, OK, what do we got to do? Well, first things first, got to make sure everybody's safe. Vado, hey, you, you did the choking. You got to go over here. Now we're going to make sure she's cool. Um, and so with Medicine Man, Mouse and, and guys, it's a matter of 
timing and dosage, right? If you have, if you've got pneumonia and you come to me and I'm like, yeah, you got pneumonia, chest x-ray says you got pneumonia, your white blood cell count is up. I'm not going to give you any medicine. We're just going to see how it goes. That don't really do you any good, right? Or if I give you an antibiotic and it's the wrong dose, doesn't do you any good. So it's got, I got to give it to you at the right time at the right dose. So for her, when's the right time to tell her what part she played in this cycle of violence, right? Mm. Is it, is it while she's getting choked out? And I'm like, hey, Tahiri, you know what? Hey, darling, let me tell you, you know, the reason why he's got his hands on your neck right now is because, right? It's not the right time, mm. you know? right? And so, but if you <laughs> wait too long, now she can't connect the dots because she plays a part in that too, right? And she obviously did. We all exactly. get to see it. And so that following day was when I addressed it with her. And then the following days is when I addressed it all with the group. Unfortunately, you guys didn't get to see that. That part didn't make it to air, but we did, you know, we, we saw the Vado piece. So I, my decision was, I don't want either one of them to have to continue to go through with, with this. So instead of just being peace with everybody, let's figure out how we can let them both stay on the show, how we can let them both get some type of tools to make it not happen again. And, you know, and quite frankly, how can we not disrupt either one of their, either one of their money? Because if they got to leave the show, then, you know, then all that, then all that leaves. And so I felt like it was mm-hmm. the fairest thing I would, I didn't like, I didn't like how he made, he was made out to be the total villain because the bottle's not an asshole at all. Bottle's a cool dude. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's actually a really right? got, nice yeah, guy. Yeah. And that's totally not who he is. You know what I mean? Which was so shocking. I was like, what, where did this come from? He was like, I have no idea. I was like, well, let me tell you where it come from because you've been trying to sit on this thing for the whole time. And so, um, yeah, it was an unfortunate situation. Um, I don't like the way that we didn't get to see all the work we did with her afterward because it was a lot kind of holding her responsible too. Uh, but then obviously, you know, at no point, you know, so some of the, some of the blowback is, um, well, she, you know, she deserved it. She, she should have, you know, she, she had it coming, da, 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 da which is a ridiculous thing to say, right? At, at no point can at no point can we have the conversation about what are acceptable levels of violence towards women. That's just not a conversation I'm going to have, True. period. That's not how I was raised. It's not, if, if that is your thing, if that's how you rock, do your thing. I'm not here to change your mind, but that's just not what we're doing. Uh, but we do need to have the conversation about the cycle of violence and the part everybody plays in it because it takes two people to, to do that. Do, is there a moment... Um, and I guess I'm asking in regards to Vado, but just overall, um, because we do acknowledge that that isn't Vado. Like Vado, I don't think anyone who knows him or spending time around him would, would, would identify him as a, a woman. Totally beater. out of character for him. So for, exactly, right? So we hear that term out of yeah. character. Yeah. So when we hear that, what is that, at least in your, um, in your, in your studies and in your experience, what is that moment where somebody gets to that I guess for lack of a better term, breaking point where they, where you get out of character right. and maybe lash out in a physical manner towards us and towards right. others. So, so that's a great question, Mouse. That means that there is some stuff going on with you that you have not become aware of and you thought you were doing a really good job compartmentalizing it and putting it in a box and putting it on a shelf, but you really, really haven't. Right. And so we've all got these things, um, especially us as black men. We've all got that thing that we pretend to not to know about ourselves. Oh, right. Shit. You know what I mean? And so for Vado, <laughs> so here's the situation. Okay. Right. Here's the situation with Vado. 
this is the girl from around the way. I've been knowing her ever since I was, you know, knee high. And I've seen all the dudes she's dated. And I've seen her get dogged out and I've seen her do some dogging. But that's, that's, I think I could be her dude, right? And so now I finally get the mm-hmm. chance. And I finally get to be with her. But now the way she deals with me doesn't look like the way she dealt with all those other guys. And mm. so now I'm, wondering, now I'm wondering what's up with that. She don't look like she loved me like she loved them, right? She don't look like she was into me as she was into Joe and whoever, and whoever else, right? Right, so right, right. all that played into Vado's, and I'm saying Vado, but we all have it. I yeah. have it. Everybody has this, everybody suffers in some degree from that never enough itis, right? Who I am isn't enough for you. And so when Tahiri showed up and she said, Vado, you're the brokest dude I ever dated. You need to grow up. He's looking, she don't look at me the way she looks at the other ones of them. Another thing, the other thing I hate that you guys couldn't see was some of the private stuff me and Vado did because it was super real. He's, he told me one day, he was like, Doc, honestly, I feel like I'm the woman in this relationship because I'm showing up trying to be vulnerable and share all this stuff. And it feels like no matter what I do, it's not enough for her, right? And so when she shows up and she confirms that for him, it goes into that place where he don't want to talk about, which is maybe who I am isn't enough for her. And boom, over time, right, it explodes. And it's not, it's not a private thing they're doing, right? They're doing it in a house for like eight other people and 200 crew members and 20,000 cameras. So that's a lot. And so, and, and so, you know, and it was a tick, tick, boom moment for him. That, that's like, yeah. that's like, to me, it's like that whole growing up and that's your trophy. Like you see right. everybody have it and right. you're like, if I get it, I know I'm going to treat it right. I know we're going to be perfect. I know we're going to do this. And then you finally get it and it ain't what you want. Like I tell people all the time, like your favorite celebrities and your favorite rappers and singers are amazing artists, but you would hate to chill with them. So what you see on TV isn't your reality. So when you say that about that was like the, it's it's basically the woman he looked up. That was a woman of his dreams. By the time it got to his reality, it was like she went through all the good dreams and now she hit the bad one and you, it's all reflected on you. You got it. Well well said. And then the other thing was he was watching her. So he knew what Tahiri at 20 in love looks like. I'm like, Bado, she ain't 20 no more, right? Love looks very different from 20 at 30, right? So she's she's a different woman now. So you got to understand that too. But if I'm thinking that, if I'm really thinking that, hey, I'm reaching to be with this person. I'm trying, you know, this is my pinnacle. This is my ultimate. This is my dream woman. And there's a little bit of doubt in my mind. So I, what I'm really looking for is the evidence to say that, hey, yeah, I knew it. Who I am wasn't enough. I knew it was I knew it was too good to be true. I knew it was coming anyway. And once that happened, man, boom, things just exploded. You know, Tahiri's got a lot of unhealed trauma. Um, she's got a lot of work she still needs to do. And the brain is tricky, man. It will trick you into even if something is hurting you. If it's the thing you've always done, your brain doesn't want to give it up. We don't like to lose stuff. Anything that we lose or get rid of or shared or shed, our brain thinks is a loss and we feel less than. So for somebody who's in an abusive relationship, and that's your patterns, you know, relationship after relationship, whether it's, you know, whatever his name is, um, once you show up and that's not there, you feel like something's wrong. So you're going to start to subconsciously do some things to provoke your partner, because once you see the anger, once you see the drama okay, yeah, now this feels right. You know what I mean? And so we don't want to get rid of the thing, even if getting rid of it makes us feel better. It's just weird how the brain does that. 
Damn. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I got some. I got some ex girlfriends I should call. That's <laughs> so, so okay, because you said something that never enough itis. I want to come back to that, but um, I definitely want. So first, so so just to clear it, um, because I think a lot of people, um, were under the guise that like. Like you said, like a lot of things weren't shown, and obviously Vada was made to look out. Like, so you weren't happy with that either, the way that was cut. I didn't, li- I didn't like that. I didn't like the last episode. We didn't get him to uh, get him to talk. I wanted him to come on and do a Facebook live with me after that last episode, but he was in the air and we couldn't get it scheduled uh, because he had, you know, he he's got he's got something to say too, right? And this go it all goes back to the thing we said when we first jumped on, you know. Black guys don't go to therapy, well, because we don't feel we get a fair shake every single place we show up. And, you know, lo and behold, we show up and this is the situation here. So I was like, Vado, man, here's, here's the deal. What you did was dead wrong. Obviously, getting hit with a piece of fruit doesn't equate on no day to choking somebody out. But still, right, you still deserve to have a voice because there's a lot of guys who feel like you felt, right? So to hear he was addressed, we didn't get to see it. You know, I, I talked to her about it. She'll tell you that. You know, obviously, Vado was addressed and that's what you guys got to see. Um, but I think the larger issue, man, that that I probably was a little bit surprised about was how many guys felt like Votto feel in their relationship. You know what I mean? So the numbers say, you know, domestic violence is always about 60%, you know, man on woman, 40% woman on man. But it's probably a lot more equal to that because I have never seen a domestic violence situation mm-hmm. where it's only one side. It usually goes both ways, right? Do you feel, like, do you feel like those statistics are more physical than, than mental? Oh. Oh, right. They're absolutely more physical because nobody reports, right? Nobody reports how many times a week you call me a bitch, (laughs) right? Nobody reports how many times you neglected me. You told me I was fat. You told me I was ugly. You you, you know, nobody reports all that stuff. Uh, And the other thing, guys guys don't report. Guys underreport for sure. How many guys, you know, going to show up, call the police and be like, she hit me? It's a a a masculinity thing. I like that. Right. Right. Yeah, so guys, guys <laughs> under guys under report. Um, and, and that's a part of it's, it's one of those things as a culture that we got to work on that, you know, uh, sometimes as black folks, we have some very antiquated ideas of what relationship roles look like because we have antiquated ideas of what masculinity looks like. Right. You know, the mm-hmm. thing we get celebrated mm-hmm. for, we got we got to show up like LeBron. We got to be six foot five and 200 pounds. We can run real fast or jump real high. And that's the thing we've traditionally been celebrated for with our strength, but our real strength comes in our emotional strength, man, and our resilience. And so we got to, you know, that's, that's one of those things we got to, we got to work on shifting. Wow. Wow. Doctor, you deep. Like you had no TV therapist. Like you really, you the real fucking. So I'm about to say, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here like, like, I'm sitting here like, God dang. I'm now you said that. Never- therapist right now. I got, said- I got some things I got to talk about. You said that never enough itis shit. My so yeah. my heart turned this way. Like <laughs> everything is working right. backwards right now since yeah, that. Man. So you said okay. So you said uh, I, I want to, because I think it ties into it. I want to talk about that emasculation, right? Yeah. That takes place. Uh, I've only dated black women, so I I can only speak to what goes on in black relationships that I've right. experienced. And it seems that it happens in the black relationship a lot more than happens anywhere else um that could be a number fudge or that could be the truth um in your experience why do you think 
that emasculation happens and what else does it lead to outside of just the obvious, you know, domestic violence? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, it leads to the destruction of of black relationship. And if you don't have a healthy relationship with the person who you love and who's supposed to be loving you, life is very limited at that point. And so it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. by accident. Right. It's it happens on purpose. It's what we were taught. You know, my family got here in 1671 from Barbados with their slave master at the time. Right. And we were taught from day one. We were taught we were taught how to diminish each other. Right. We were immediately pitted against each other. Light skinned dude against the dark skinned dude. Big dude against the little dude. Mm -hmm. The one who, you know, who can sneak off and read a little a few words versus the one who can't. Right. And so that's, you know, in the house versus in the field. And so we, we get that set up. Right. You know, we were we were emasculated as men from from the time we were here. And guess who saw that? Our women saw that. Right. Mm. And so our women understand if I have a son, the way for him to stay safe and to stay alive is to show up somehow less than a man. You can't use your full grown man voice. You can't use your full grown man strength because they will come out here and they will slay you for that. Right. And so it, it starts from there. Now, fast forward four generations, five generations later, who's in school more than who, who goes to school more? Who goes to college more? Black men or black women? Black women. Right. Who's got the better credit scores? Black men or black women? Black women. Black Speak women. for yourselves. Speak right. for yourselves. All right. <laughs> hey, relax. relax. My credit is up and my degree, my degree is amazing. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. All right, Doc, my fault, my fault, my fault. Who's signing for the apartment? Whose name's on the cardinal? Who's, you know, whose name's on the house, right? Who's got the better job, right? And so it's real hard. And I got five sisters, man, eight aunts. So what I can tell you is it is, it is really hard for black men to show up and figure out why it is you need me. Ooh, ooh shit. You know what I mean? And, and it's, and it's, and it's, and so, did you and Ryan text each other or something? <laughs> like, niggas is, jump, niggas is jumping me. That's my, my guy right there. It's, it's real. It's real, man. And I can, and I can tell you because I, because I've lived it too. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's real hard. And so, you know, sisters got to make an effort to, to, to help us, you know, to help us understand why they need us. Okay. I get it. You don't need me for the money. You got that. Great. Independent. Love it. What is it you need me for? Maybe it's my emotional strength. Right? Maybe you like to bounce on it. Whatever that is, there's no wrong answer, but you can't be afraid to talk about it. And I think, I think like, you know, with Vado and with a lot of us, we are not comfortable being vulnerable enough to ask that question. Hey, you know, mm-hmm. this is, this is, I know there's some things I can do well. I know there's some stuff that I don't do well, right? But I'm really having a hard time figuring out why it is, why it is you need me. Why, why am I the dude, you know? And if you can communicate with each other about that calmly, you can have a rock solid relationship. But if you can't talk about it, it's always going to be the elephant in the room. And when little things start to pop off, they're going to be really big things because you never talked about that underlying issue. Okay, Doc, I have a question, right? Yep. I think being in a, I think now being in a relationship, uh, we, we all have gone through the regular, uh, I guess, antiquated, quote unquote, quintessential ways of getting into a relationship. You see a girl, you like a girl, you like, yo, you want to be my girl. Y'all become boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, but in your opinion, like, what are the, what are the steps needed uh, to, to build a very successful relationship? 
Man, you know what? That's a really good question. I love that question. Because everybody will tell you, every relationship expert will tell you something different. Some folks will say, well, there's a 90-day rule and you got to do this and you got to go ABC. I don't think any of that is true, man. I got couples who went on a first date, slept together the first night. They've been married for 20 years, you know, just rocking solid. And I got folks who, who went through every single step and in three years, they hated each other's guts. And so I think the big thing you want to find somebody who you can be immediately vulnerable with, right? You don't have to put the shield up. I don't have to show up and be perfect. It's not about where I live. It's not about what I got on. It's not about the job. It's not about the car. It's just who can I, who can I, right? Everybody wants the same three things in a relationship, right? Whether we say it out loud or not, we want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to be understood. So it's about, going through the process of feeling comfortable enough to let that person see you, all of you, and feel like they hear you so you can feel like they understand you. So the really the word is really vulnerability, man. And so one of the one of the cool mm. things that's happening now because of the pandemic is people are having to talk more. They're having to have more conversations. I can't, I can't I say I can't hit you up online and meet up tomorrow night. We got there's some steps we got to put in between now. So now I got to get, oh, damn, I got to get to know you, know you more now before we do <laughs> it. Feels like, it feels like when I was younger, like when we when we first got to talk on the phone, the only time you could just talk all night and you could text on, like, stuff like that. When it wasn't a social media, it wasn't a, oh, well, will you catch me here, see me when I'm outside? I was like, nah, I'm going to have this good conversation. I'm going to fall asleep on the phone with you, and I'm going to wake up like, damn, this is special type stuff. Now you got to really talk. See who, who got the talk. real game. Who got the real right. game, yeah. Yeah, and, and then the other thing is, with the pandemic going on, we got this invisible enemy out here. We don't know how to really fight that well, right? Now we got the cultural war going on. Hell, I, am, I may get in my hmm. car once a week for 20 minutes, maybe, because I don't want to get stopped and I don't want to get shot, right? And so we got, we got this other fear going on. Now we got job stuff. Now we got money stuff. So it's a, like a mini existential crisis for everybody because we're really trying to figure out what does my life really mean? You know what I mean? And what are those things mm. of value? It's like when your house is burning down, what do you do? You reach for the things that have value. All right, got my lady right here, got my car keys, got my money, get the kids and let's get up out of here. And we don't have time to think about anything else that's not adding value to our life. Same thing is happening with relationships. Think about how many friends over the last six months you have had very little time for because you realize they don't really add a whole lot of value to my life. You know what I mean? Same, and so the same thing is happening in relationships. People, have, we have gotten much better being doing, figuring it out much quicker. Oh yeah, this person, I feel good. I like who I am when I talk to them, when they, I get a text from them, when I feel, and if it's not there, it's just not there. We're pushing past it. So, you know, I think you got to trust your instincts on that one, Mac. You know, just whoever you can feel vulnerable with as quickly as possible and feel like, and here's the big thing for us as black men, can I share with you the things that I have been ashamed of and trust you to handle that with love and care and tenderness and kindness. That, that I feel like that's really deep for us. Cause that's, that's one of the main reasons we started this. Yeah. Like we, we started this podcast just to open up to each other and, and talk to each other as brothers yeah. and family and what we're going through a relationship, whether it be with our parents or with our significant other, whatever it is. But we felt like there wasn't enough black men to speak out on that. And so by reassuring everything we already knew was true with you coming on here and teaching us 
even more things and you see Mouse's face, he about to shed two tears because you talking to him. But um, it's just like, it, make, it makes me think like, it's not, I don't think that this is a job at what we do as, as being on this podcast, but it makes me feel like the things that we talk about and we do are really like not taken for granted because there's somebody over us like you who's really telling us this is the right thing and this is true to talk and communicate. Yeah, and, this feels this this feels like uh, outside of everything else that this episode or this past thirty minutes has been. This feels like what Ryan said. Like this feels like confirmation. Like for the first time, I mean, outside of like seeing the letters and the adoration, and you know, being at the you know, it's crazy, Mouse. We just talked about this yesterday. Yeah, and yeah. we said, and you yeah. said you're like, nah, that's not me. Like. I don't need somebody to confirm that I'm doing a great job in this affirmation. 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 And now you see it. It's it's literally less than 24 hours later. We're having we're having a similar conversation with someone who knows more than than we know about the subject. And now it hits you. Yesterday it was a nah, I I don't need that. And today it was, yo, it's good to feel that way. Like we knew it was this, but it feels good when somebody says, Y'all doing a you're doing the right thing and speaking up for us as as black men. Yeah, so definitely, that's, you know, before we go any further, thank you, Dr. Ish, for even taking time out to chop it up with us today. Thank you. That's oh, fine. of course, man. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. It's, but we're not uh, done. You know. <laughs> we're not done. Uh, it, it, they're pouring it on. Um, um, so I'm going to need this, like, monthly. Yeah, monthly Dr. Ish, please schedule us in. Schedule the guys that go. We getting a little money. Um, You know, it ain't. You we, know. It ain't we, we, I'm about to say we, we can give you the Patreon money. Yeah, we, you can take. We can give you the Patreon, Patreon money, money. Please, we'll just send it over. Just nah, don't, don't take don't, my don't money. E- don't, e- don't even need it, man. Just shoot me a time. We're I know you man. don't. You got <laughs> ten seasons of a show. <laughs> I need it. You put me on the show. I'm gonna be your so, little assistant. <laughs> so I, 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 I want to add something that, that that probably is a little linear or or or, or probably drives this home uh, for for some of the the listeners. On social media, specifically Twitter, there's this ongoing gender war, right? And and I think Matt Mm. gets to live above it because when Twitter came out, he was already famous. I'm in the midst of it because (laughs) I got my fame due in part to Twitter. Ryan gets to live under it. So, you know, it it all affects us differently, but it's like... There's this gender war, and it's if it's not two hundred dollar dates, it's gender norms, and it's it, it it to me it just seems like a bunch of people not dating other people who actually like them, but uh, but I think everybody's just trying to fit into this box. But what do you see? It is that that happens in the black community where there's always this pitting of the genders against one another. Yeah. I think um, I think as black people, man, we really struggle with helping each other feel good. Mm. You know, mm. um, and I think the reason we struggle with it is because in order to help you feel good, you know, somebody's got to show up and be vulnerable. Somebody's got to show up and go first. Somebody's got to risk not getting loved back, right? Um, and we have been loved traditionally so little till that hurts us. 
You know, that hurts when that happens, right? When the worst part in any relationship is when you figure out that who I am isn't enough for this person or this person don't love me like I love them or they don't or they don't love me back at all. Um, and so I think for us, we just, it's, you know, the thing that, the thing that drives the, the, the war, right? The thing that drives the angst and the clapbacks and the, and the anger and the frustration, well, those, those are all good emotions, but they're not primary emotions, right? right. You got poor primary emotions. You got happy, sad, fear, surprise. So what's driving it? Are you happy? Is that why you're out here? You know, you're doing your general? Well, no, you're not happy. Okay. Are you sad? Probably I'm a lot sad about it because I don't think there's, enough for me to be happy you know does it does it surprise me anymore no but does it scare me yeah so sad and fear because we 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 don't have a lot of good models out there you know most, most of us didn't come from a from a from a happy home uh, like Warden Creeper, right and boy, so I try to tell them that right I, I, I was I don't know one stand-up guy that I was raised around not one right, right. so that's I don't hard. know one stand-up right. individual black right. male that was like he was a perfect father and a perfect husband and a role model. It just, I just don't know. So that's hard. And so now as, so as a 12 year old boy who's starting to like who he likes, now you got to figure it out for yourself and you're going to get your information from friends and, you know, and maybe from a coach or a school teacher, like where do you go to get that information? So nobody ever taught us how to love each other, man. You know, that's the, that's, that's the problem. Right. And so they didn't teach us how to love our women and they damn sure didn't teach us how to love each other as brothers. Um, and so I think the in the culture we're currently living in, when we're talking about social media culture, it's a selfie culture. It's about me. I need to live my best life today. And if you're not helping me do that, then then you must be standing in my way. So I need to be met. Right. And so it's it's that whole thing. And we're feeling that it comes from a place of lack. Right. When you talk about black relationships, mm-hmm. you know, it comes a lot of it comes from a place of lack. Half of us hit the numbers. Half of us out there, half the brothers are either dead or in jail by the time we're 21. Think about that number. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Think about, think about that number. So now, if you are a black woman, and on every woman on the planet, black women are the least likely to date outside their race. So they're looking for us. They're looking for brothers, right? But half of us are gone. So now, so now, so that, so, so there's some fear. Maybe there's not enough good guys to go around. So now the guys who are left, you know, okay, I got to find a guy who is not married, who ain't totally batshit crazy, and who actually likes women, <laughs> right? Now I got to find one of those. You, you know what I mean? And so the numbers don't work in their favor, man. So they're scared. They're sad about it. And they work, they work in my favor, Doc. They work in, they work in my favor, Doc. 
No, um, but I, but I, but 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 talk, you know, I think I think I think you you brought up a good point. I think I think so. Even with that, they start doing their own uh, carp carp carp. How, how do I say it? Carp- compartmentalizing. Com- compartmentalizing. There we go. I'm sorry. It was a brain fart. Mm-hmm. Compartmentalizing of their own feelings and their own fears, and instead of like you know, uh, you listen to the Summer Walker song. Instead of just trying to look for somebody who you can fall in love with and all of that, you're like, just might be a hoe, you know, might as well just, you know, look for a baller or something like that. So I can, you know, get these very uh, superficial uh, feelings and thoughts off real fast. You know, I get, get a little bit of money out of it, but no, nah, that's, that's actually, wow. So Mac, thank you, thank you right? Dr. Ish. So Mac, what you're talking about is all those reasons to settle, right? Mm-hmm. And you can, you can write, it's like, hey, you know what? I wanted the Benz, but I only got Honda money. So damn, I got to settle for the Honda. You know, I, I, I wanted a mansion, but I got trailer park money. So I got to settle. And so after you show up and have to settle in so many different areas of your life, after you've shown up and been disappointed so many times and you settle over and over again, it just makes you mad. You know, your head, you can wrap your head around it, but your heart always feels like it's being cheated out of something it really deserves. You know what I mean? And every time you show up and get reminded that you might not get it, it just pisses you off. I give and up. So what, right? So what's I your give, I, you? I give up. I give up. I'm leaving this chat. I give up. I, <laughs> you're not, what? Not going to talk to you like that, huh? You're not going to talk to me <laughs> about me, but not to me like this. Yeah, my, oh, no, my, 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 look, I'm, I'm the one in the middle, Dr. Ish. You're not going to talk like this. Damn. Right? What? And so, so, so what we also, what we're talking about is your love story. What is your love story? We've all got a love story. If my love story is dating is fun, then I'm going to show up and I'm going to be subconsciously drawn to women who are fun, right? If my love story is all guys cheat and all men are dogs, then I'm going to, I'm going to subconsciously be drawn to guys who help my love story come true because your brain wants to make you right all day, every single day. My mother always taught me when you go look at so I gotta, I gotta, you gotta, find about, I gotta lay here. I gotta lay here. Uh. This is this is this is crazy. I gotta, He's on the couch. He's on the well, couch. My, my boy gotta move. This is not but like that's what my mom always said. She said when you go looking for something, you're gonna find it. So you if you look it. if you're looking for that cheating that cheating right. dude or that this this unhonest individual, you're gonna find that person. Now if you're looking to be happy and you want right. some to, to, to make you happy and make you smile and feel good. And happiness is going to come find you. Absolutely. Right. It's going to find you, right? It's just, just your, your brain. That's how our brain wow. works. It wants to wow. make our, it's trying to make wow. sense of our world. And if this is what we think about the world, then we're going to only pick up on those things that help that story come true. And so that's, 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 that's the heart of that self-sabotage, man. You really got to work on what you believe. Why are you like this, Dr. It's like, what, what? What led you to therapy? Just real hey, fast. Man. I know I know it's a long, I know that's probably like a long complex. Yeah. Like yeah. what led you as a black man from Barbados? Um yeah. what led you to therapy? Well, you know, I'm from I'm I'm born and raised here, man, but that's 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 where the foreparents were from, right? Uh mm-hmm. obviously by way of Nigeria and all that. Oh, but wow. for me, man, you know, five sisters, eight aunts, my mom and dad were together for 56 years before we lost her eight years ago. So, you know, he dropped out of school in the sixth grade, wanted to be a math professor, had to drop out of school and share crop, made six bucks a week. She she was a cook at, you know, not a chef, a cook at schools, at restaurants, that kind of thing. Right. Um, But 
when I look at us, right? I got a sister, my older sister put three kids through college. Boom, they're doing great. Next sister manages the post office. Boom, she's doing great. Next sister is a lawyer. Boom, doing great. My brother's a Marine. Boom, doing great. One sister, you know, is FBI. Boom, doing great. My baby sister's a psychologist. Boom, doing great. And so you're talking about the things that you can achieve in less than a generation if you just got some love and happiness and two folks who know with some common sense in the house. You know what I mean? And even if they can't be in the house, they can be in your life. And it makes it makes all the difference, man. Just just having an eight-year-old kid to look up and somebody can say, hey, you know what? I believe you can do it. You know what I mean? And and and, and let me tell you why. Who you are is enough. That was our thing. Our folks at no day did we never not get that information. Hey, who you are is enough. You can go ahead and be anything you want to be, and there's nothing extra you got to do to get it. So I believe if you can be happy with the person you love, man, you know, that's the, if you are unhappy with the person you love, then pretty much everything else in your life is going to suck. You can have all the money you want, all the women you want, you can have all the clothes, all the cars, all, whatever. But if you're not happy with that one person who's supposed to be loving you the most, you're going to be saying, you know what, life's, life's kind of hard. But flip the script. If you have no job, you got no money, you got a 500 credit score, right? You living in a, you know, in a, in a box, you know. Again, in, talking in, in a mouse. Town, right? I don't but, live in no box, bitch. I know, your credit score is 500. Though. Oh, my credit score <laughs> right? is 500. But, <laughs> but that one person who's supposed to love you the most does, you're going to be like, you know what, life's pretty good. And so that's if you can get, if we can get that one thing right, it can change everything in your life you know what i mean so that's that's why it matters to me and i think you know everybody deserves to show up and be able to feel good about who they are you know why 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 can i why do i not get to show up and feel good about about me you know um and my thing for me is that you know it was when i decided to go into psychiatry i was like you know um folks folks need good psychiatrists too everybody like, why psychiatry man why don't you do you know why don't you go do family practice you're so good over here you're so good over there. i was like well you know this this is the thing that matters to me because if you can't keep your mind right then nothing else really matters. That's fire. I, w- I wanted to do stuff similar to you, but it was too much years in school. It was, you had to do a lot. You had okay, to do a but, lot. Guess, but guess, here's what I would share with you. <laughs> you don't you don't have to be a doctor in order to help people, right? Mm. Think about how many people you're helping right now just for being who you are, <laughs> doing the thing you're doing. 2.5 million, just wanted to put it out there. Yeah, right? A, a right? Lot. Think about that. Right. 2.5 million, dude. A, a lot, a lot. Right? But, is this a new show? Did do we just think of a new show? Me and you, like Doc and <laughs> <laughs> Doc and Low Doc. Like, oh, yeah. This, oh yeah, let's do it. You just cut me out. You just cut us out. That's oh yeah, be our first patients. <laughs> that's be our first patients. Wait, and then that we we can tell you our first. It's like it's like it's like catfish. You know they got like Neve, but then they got the other person. They got. <laughs> Doc is, doc is Doc. I'm the other person. Okay. I didn't go to school for it, but my voice is voice of the young people, you know? Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> the school is good. You know, the school part is good. Five years college, four years med school, five years of residency, two of that was with kids. So that, that part's good. It teaches you the things not to do. I did um, four. Better. I did four. That was yeah, the way it stopped. But the, you know, the larger part of what I do, man, is just um, showing up and, and figuring out what is it about this person I can love? You know what I mean? And how can I, and how can I tap into that part? And that's not really something any, any school is going to be able to teach you. You know, you got, it's just, it's just a human thing. You know, Hey, I care, I care about who you are. 
I want to see you do your best. I accept all of who you are right now, faults and all. And let's just, you know, let's figure out how to move forward. As a, as a psychiatrist, I'm sorry, my apologies. I keep saying therapist. As a, as a psychiatrist um, and with, you know, with helping these people, is well, this is a two-part question. One, is there a space to, to quantify failure or success? And if there is, how do, how, like, how do you, how do you quantify a failure or, or if, if there is space for that? Yeah, I think, uh, I don't really, I don't really look at it like that. I look at it as everything is a success. Everything always goes to the good, right? Whether you take 10 steps forward, five steps, five steps or baby step, it's still a step, right? Um, as long as you learn, as long as you learn something new about yourself, then that's a success to me. Right. Uh, if I'm working with a couple, sometimes my biggest successes are the couples who I help break up because mm. you're just not you're just not ready to be in a loving, wholehearted relationship with another human because you got some unhealed childhood wounds over here that you got to address first before you can do that other thing effectively. And so for, you know, what what I end up doing, man, uh, is I end up helping people manage a lot of the crisis of their lives from from crisis to crisis, from moment to moment. And we all gather up, you know, we all got a tool bag and. As we right. move through life, we end up, you know, we picked up a tool over here, picked up a hammer here. I got a saw now. I got a couple screwdrivers. And we're just picking up as many tools as we can. So when those those crises hit, we can reach in the bag and have something to help us work it out. Okay. And I and I, I always want to ask this. I ask this to anybody who I know, yeah. um, you know, deals in the mental health um, field or emotions. What it, well, actually, it's another two-part question. One, what is toxicity? Like in today, in 2020, what is toxicity? Toxicity is anything that makes you feel bad. Mm. That was very, that was, I'll be real, Mouse. That's very simple. That's very simple. On, on behalf of me and my uh, new business partner, that was, <laughs> I could have answered that. <laughs> <laughs> no. I could have answered that. No. Right? The reason I asked that question. Is I, I, I'll tell you the reason why you asked because his answer was not what attracts you, the toxic man, to toxic energy because you like that shit. And that does not mean that the normal toxic is good because the normal toxic is something that treats you bad. But you just happen to like that shit. So <laughs> love, I love, I love, toxic. I love See? toxicity. See, right. See what I'm saying? He didn't expect you to say something positive. No, I didn't expect you to say that or I expect you to be like this big, ugly thing. When you said the show, like... <laughs> what Kanye said why everything that make me feel bad make me make feel, feel so, so good, good. <laughs> and, and and understand right what's toxic for me might not be toxic for you Ooh, right? everybody's okay. everybody's got a different personality right and so something you know what what's a strength for me may be a weakness for somebody else and so what I view as toxic you might be like oh no this is this is good information let me show you how how we use that you know and so it, it always it's always about your personality, how that fits into your life. But when we talk about toxic relationships, toxic friendships, to, you know, you know, toxic habits uh, that most of us have, it's those things that keep you from, in the words of Tony Baker, from being your fully realized self. You know. Mm. Okay. Now, can two now can two toxic people have a healthy toxic relationship? Never. Mm. But what if what if your talk like you said depends on what's toxic to you? What if right. what you do it that's toxic to them they love and what they do that's toxic to you you love and everything else is good but there's just there's some problems but they kind of balance out. 
So it may balance out today, uh, but it's not going to balance out tomorrow, okay. right? Mm. Because right, I'm I'm 48. The things the things that I used to love at 28, I don't love no more. Right. Matter of fact, I hate a lot of them. You, you know. And so as people progress, this is the problem we get into in relationships. As I change and the things I used to be into, I'm no longer into the things that used to work for me, no longer work for me. You forget to tell your partner. Right. So. So as you grow, you know, in your 20s, those relationships about, hey, you know what? I'm trying to I'm trying to be who they want. This is what I want. So I'm going to be who they want. In your 30s, you're like, OK, OK, let me try to do some things that you know, help them feel good. In your 40s, you're like, OK, let's let's do those things that help me feel good. So as you kind of progress, you're going to change and you're going to want to leave some of those toxic things behind but we never progress in the same fashion at the same rate. And so if your partner in on that same toxicity curve as you, then ultimately you're going to end up going apart. What if those, what if those toxic things that you outgrow are attributed to somebody you can't leave alone? Well, then that means they have power over you. Right. Is that what, is that what a, uh, what it what is this thing called? Is that what they call a, a trauma bond? It could be it could be a trauma bond. It could be one of those things that I am I'm not aware of why I like the things I like. So I, what so what are we doing in relationships? The reason we get in the reason we like who we like is because we think this person can help us be whole, right? Our brain we know where I know where my weaknesses are. I know what I need to work on. Uh, you know, so if I have a problem, let's say I got a problem telling people, no, I want to be attracted to somebody who doesn't. I want to be attracted to somebody who tells people no all day long, a thousand times a day, because with them, I feel whole. Right. And so you got to figure out what are those what are those areas with me that helps that that's attracting me. That. So, yeah, it could be a trauma bond. It could be um, it could be those areas where I wish. I could do the things that Mouse could do. So I, you know what? I like being around Mouse because you know what? He shows me how to do those things, and I feel whole. I feel more full of a fuller version of myself when I'm with them. And so it's a, it's a lot of that. But make no mistake, everything we do is for us to help us feel good and to help us feel whole. Mm. Like no, how, like how did you get to be so good at this? Like, did you say how many years of school? He said, just don't make I tell you. Hey, <laughs> You know, and it's not school just school. Is, school is it got to be. You know? It got to be in you. The school is the credentials, but it's just. I think it's just who I am, man. If you if you could have been in my elementary school in the sixth grade, folks is out on the playground playing. I'm in. The, I'm in the classroom, and it's like five or six girls around me, and they're complaining about their boyfriends. <laughs> That's just what it was. <laughs> so I, you know, I think it's probably everybody's got a. A, a, a different mix of energy, you know, masculine and feminine. I, you know, I grew up in a house full of women. I grew up learning how to listen and being real in touch with the, uh, with the emotional side of things. And so it kind of feels, it feels natural to me, um, you know? Uh, and so, yeah, it's just, you know, uh, but it's just, I think it's a big part of just kind of who, who, who I am and showing up and uh, showing up and trying to relate and do the thing. Now, going back to what you were speaking about before, um, when you were talking about like, uh, people being able to compartmentalize and uh, not be their full selves. Do you think there's a, per- or, or a lack of vulnerability? Do you think somebody who is not vulnerable um, to others still loves somebody? Um, like maybe somebody who may not be able to receive love, do you still think they're able to properly pour out love? And, and how long do you think that lasts? I mean, you can, you can, you know, nobody's, nobody's 100% vulnerable. Right. And so we're right. all we're, we're all on the scale. 
And so, yeah, if you're not 100% vulnerable, can you still love? Do you still have the ability to love? Yeah, you can, you can still love. Um, it's not going to be a full wholehearted love, right? Because to be a full wholehearted love, you've got to be able to accept all of who that person is and pour that love into them every single day of the week. And you've got to be able to allow them to pour that back into you. Can right. you now, can you make that part make sense to me? Because I, right. I that, that's me. I literally just asked you a question for me. Like, yeah. I am the person. He's trying to get free. He's trying to get a free <laughs> session. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. That's why I asked him to make it make sense. I'm looking at this from a pure logical standpoint, right? About you. I, right. That's what I'm saying. See the first word you about to say? Me. Uh, I. Trying to get a free session, Doc. I want you to shoot that up. <laughs> That's what I need. <laughs> um, tell, tell them to come on the show. You'll be the first guest on the show, man. <laughs> Wait, now you, now you go with the show. I yeah, 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 Ish, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the show Wait, is now about, it's about, listen, now listen, it's listen, it's listen, it's my man Ish. Uh, I'm thinking the show it should be about people who are afraid to come to council. That's what I'm thinking. And we, oh, we break it open. We break the door open. <laughs> Moving around, move, moving along. No, it's no so yeah, so right. So it's like, so how can if if you're not, how can I, how can I be in a fully, you know, in a fully wholehearted relationship if I can't be fully vulnerable? Well, the thing that that helps the thing, the thing that helps you feel really in love is knowing that I showed this person all of who I was, everything, right? I showed him the the shiny parts and I showed them the ugly small bits that I keep in the closet in the back, right? And they loved all of it. Right. They accepted all of it. They didn't shame me for any of it. They never betrayed me to anybody for any of it. Right. That's the thing that helps you know that I am fully loved. And that's the thing that helps you wake up every single day and do whatever you can to help that partner feel fully loved. So, you know, you're going to it's going to be different levels. So, you know, and we're all trying to get to that ultimate level, understanding we ain't never going to get there. We live on Earth and Earth is hard. Right. And America is hard and being black is hard. hard. Right. We're never going to get fully there, but we're always going to be trying to get to that next level. But so it's possible. And the more you are, you're going to you're going to find that the amount of satisfaction you got a relationship is directly proportional to the amount of yourself you're able to share. And the amount of yourself you're able to share is directly proportional to the amount of vulnerability that you allow yourself to feel. I think I, I. Obviously, I'm. I'm a. Anyone can look at my my social media and tell. Like I'm a huge whole fan. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I remember he said on on four four four. I'll never forget. Like when four 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 dropped, and he was like, and he was rapping on um at four four four. He says you can't heal what you never reveal. And I was like, yep. Well, what you what? My thing is, well, what you what do you need to heal that for? Like, what if you already passed that thing? What if there is no healing? for those things like what if they're like what if just continuing to mule and mule and mule and trying to fix this thing that is unfixable you're you're focusing more energy on that than when you could just be moving ahead no no because when you do the mule thing what you're really what you're really doing is you're just out here hustling for your happiness you know what i mean well i think if i get the next thing if i think if i just push forward and i can do this other thing and that i can be happy if i do that and then if i get this and this falls into place i can be happy but here's the thing we were all born in a perfect sense of healing we were born whole right that's our natural state is healed unhurt and whole that's our natural state that's how we were born and so we're constantly trying to get back to that point and so you've got you've got to do it 
at every point in your life, there are going to be things you needed to heal at 20 before you can move on to be a successful 30-year-old. There are going to be things you need to heal at 30 before you can move on to be a successful 40-year-old, whatever success means for you, right, in all these different areas. And so, you know, the goal is to be as whole as possible so you can live as wholehearted a life as possible. So you can look and, and find something to love and accept about everybody you meet and, oh, by the way, you feel comfortable enough showing them the thing that they should be loving about you. And so you gotta, you gotta heal that thing. You, you have to, we all got those unhealed childhood wounds. We've all got those scars and it all directly relates to our attachment style in a relationship. Right. And it, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was going to ask, is that directly related or correlated? Is that always uh, correlated to uh, what do you call it? Um, to like your parents, like when they say mommy issues, daddy issues, like that's a that's a part of it. That's the first that's the first place where we learn about rejection, right? Uh, because mm-hmm. when we were babies, all we had to do was cry, and somebody would come bring us a bottle, right? <laughs> I didn't have to do much, and they met my needs. Once I got to kindergarten, oh, now what? Okay, so now I got to get an eight. I got to come home with good good report card for you to you know for you to be happy with me, right? We start to learn that who we are isn't enough as soon as we leave the house. There are things I've got to do to earn your appreciation, to earn your time, your attention, your affection. I got to be good in school. I got to get good grades. I got to be a good boy or a good girl, right? I, I got all these other things. And so we just keep piling, piling more and more and more and more on. Um, and so, yeah, your parenting, the parenting style that was in the house, whether it's a single parent home or, you know, or you had both, that's a big part of it. And then that teaches you how you need to go out and show up in the world to get the rest of the love you need. So yeah, it, it really starts there. I, I, always, I always talk about, we, I mean, we always, we all understand when it comes to like our households and growing up and that's the way we look at certain things in a different light. Um, but I, I feel like for me right now in life, it's just it, being able to look, it's not even look for the right person for me or, or for someone else. It's just being able to open up and being, like you said, being able to just put everything on a table and somebody accepts you for that. And even the good things that, I, I, I won't lie, like in my past, I didn't do the most exceptional things for my girlfriends and all. I did, I did amazing things, but now doing little things that just, that just flowers here. Little, the little things count. And as you get older, you start to see it. And it ain't just about the big, huge gift. Right. The person that can accept you for the little things that you do is the person I feel like will really understand you. And, and right, you know what? I have a question. I have a question. So I want to hear his answer. Which are you going to go over my, my oh, question no. back? Sorry. <laughs> so I was going to say, so the little things matter so much because it's the little things that let me know that you see me, right? Everybody, you know, every girl likes flowers, right? You don't need to, you don't, I, that's not unique to me, right? But, oh, you saw mm. that this is the thing I really like and you took the time and the effort to do that. Now you see me, right? And remember, we all want the same three things. We want to be seen, heard, understood. You you show up and you do those things every day. Definitely a win. That's a win. It's, it's a win. It takes time and you gotta you gotta really understand yourself before you you take on somebody else in your life. So I feel like that's the biggest thing for me is is understanding if I'm ready for that or or I know I can't like put a time on being ready or or what how to act when I'm ready, but it's like, just be prepared for when that situation comes, how I'm going to treat it and how I'm going to protect myself, but also open up. Well, so yeah. So what you want to do is you just want to be able to let it in. It's going to come knocking, 
you just, you know, you just got to have sense enough mm-hmm. to let them in. And that takes, that takes courage, right? Because the thing that we've all been taught is that that happiness isn't going to last. That joy isn't going to last, right? With mm-hmm. Joy is the hardest feeling we have that, that to, to feel consistently. Let me tell y'all the story. You're going to tell me what happens, right? I'm going to start this story off. And then y'all each are going to tell me what happens next. Oh, Christmas morning, right? Christmas morning, you got a mom and a dad in the car, right? They're driving down the highway. They got two little kids in the back seat. One's three years old. One's five years old, right? They start, the Christmas song comes on. The kids are singing along and everybody's happy going to grandma's house and mom and dad look at each other and they're like, you know, why not? Let's just, let's just all join in, right? And so this is the scene and they're driving down the road. And as they're about to go underneath the bridge, what happens? Uh, something, something bad happens automatically. <laughs> Car crash, something, anything I'm, happens. I'm scared. I'm scared. What happens? So they terrified. So they Nothing good place. happens. I'm pretty sure. I've seen this movie a million times. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think, I think something good happened. <laughs> so the natural human thought is something, something bad happens. See, that's why I said something good because happened. who we are is not worthy of sustaining that joyful moment, right? And so we all have that never enough itis, right? And so the, so that's what it is. When the good comes knocking, you got to just let it in, and you got to say, hey, you know what? Who I am is good enough to have all of that, and I'm just gonna let it alone, you know? What about? And I'm pra- not gonna fuck myself out of it. What about practicality, though, Doc? Like, what about that? What if now? Let's say I'm all right. Obviously, me. Let, like, I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that with some people, I'll look and I'll be like, oh, man, everything goes, yeah, man. Like, if I'm looking, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that 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 works for y'all. But for me, I almost have to look at it like, okay, this will be here for this moment. But let me prepare for the, let me prepare, like, okay, I, I might have blocked the hook. But that left card, that, that, left, that left is coming. I got to prepare for the left now. Or I'm a, I'm gonna be so worried about blo- successfully blocking that hook. I'm wide open. You are gonna punch my face off? Right. So what? So what? Ex- so what actually are you doing when you when you're doing that? What is it? What is you say? Okay, I'm, I got to block. I got to prepare for the hook that's coming. What is it that you're actually doing in that moment? I'm I'm looking uh-huh. at I'm I'm looking and saying, oh, okay, this was this was this was good. This this, this is good that this is happening but I know it ain't going to be here long. Let me prepare for when it's not going to be here. But what if, but what if you were to think, and I'm just, I'm just speaking kind of on like how he said that movie kind of will go. What if you thought like, yo, I, I, I blocked this and I'm good, but I'm so nice that the next punch, I know it ain't going to hit me. I'm always be prepared, but I'm going to think positive about it. Do you then think it would be a, a, a positive ending? Now listen, so- now listen, my name Floyd Mayweather. So what Mouse is doing is what we all do, and he's just protecting, right? Mm-hmm. We we try to prepare for the hurt because we don't want it to sneak up on us. So our thought process is, nah, you're not gonna get me. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat the hurt to the punch, and I'm gonna do something, to, right? And so that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, this is good, but I know it ain't gonna last. And when it stops lasting, that's really, really gonna hurt. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and prepare for that. Even if it help, even if it makes me miss out on someone to join this moment, right? And so, what if, what if you just believe something different? What if you just believed, yeah, you know what? It's nice now, and it's gonna be nice later. The end. 
What if you just told yourself a different story? What if you just had a different narrative? You know what? Who I am, I, I see people out there and I, I'm on the gram and I'm on Twitter. I know folks got this happiness. I know they have joy. I know it's possible. What's so different about me than them? What if who I am is truly enough to get it too? And what if you just start telling yourself that? And what if you start telling yourself, hey, I- right? When when the stuff does happen that's disappointing, right? What's the word I'm going to use for it? Did it hurt or did it just disappoint me a little bit, right? Did it crush me or did it just make me a little sad? Did it destroy me or was I just a little aggravated, right? We got to use some different words to describe how we feel because if we can use those different words, now it don't hurt so bad and we can move on with our life in a joyful manner. Hey Doc, how, how how do we how do we get you? We 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 need to figure this out. We already we already figured it out when you stepped away, Mac. He said he said he doesn't. He said he's gonna take all. He said he's only gonna take Ryan's share of the money. Um, and then make, makes sense. I like that. I like that. Me and you are good, and he'll come back every month. Like do a little checkup. <laughs> little, just, just a little guy that He, he only said he's gonna take my cut of the money because we start our own show together. So it's oh, just Ryan, up cost. Ryan definitely started wow. his show with him. Yeah, he cut us out. He said that we could be he said that that me and you could be the first guest. <laughs> wow. First Ryan Leslie, he first you leave us for Ryan Leslie now, Dr. Ish. What Yo, is wrong with you? I always wanted to be a doctor. Not, the boy's not loyal, boy. I always wanted to be a doctor, man. Doctor Ish, what do you call that when a nigga ain't loyal to his brother? What do you call that? Help. It's Jesus helpful. Christ. I'm helpful. I might not be there when you need me, but I'm always there on time. Um, Jesus well, we, we, we've had you for a little over an hour. I want to thank you, Dr. Ish. Um, yeah. Typically what we do is we um, we read a listener letter, but we're not going to bombard mm-hmm. you with our raggedy. I was about um, to say, we're, we're not, we're not going to taint this good moment. <laughs> they, they we're not going to taint this good moment. They are raggedy, mm-hmm. and, I wouldn't, and I'm trying to be selfish <laughs> and keep all your good advice to us. So I'm going to say, uh, I, I think you've been... Uh, subbing me all episodes so matt ryan do y'all have like a a fake listener letter for yourselves for, for dr ish that i actually i, I don't want to go t- i know i know it's gonna come back on i don't want to give too much of my what, what i'm going through in my life to the people right now you know i i i'd rather have that hide from my listeners yeah don't hide from my listeners ryan just just be open. Nah, we, we, this was about you no it wasn't it was about you <laughs> 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 Yo, what the fuck is wrong with this? The guy? people, the people will learn about me at a later date. I can have, a, I can have. Ish, you, you, you stay on the East Coast. West Why Coast, you keep so calling the East Coast, man? We can, we can do this. We can do this every month, man. It'll, it'll be, it'll be our monthly therapy session. I, I, I need it. I, I know it. I need I, it. I love it. I go through it. some trials and some trials, some tribulations in my life. I need some, some, some talks. Oh yeah. Oh, we all have. We all. Well, have. if you, if yeah. you, and, and, and so when you say that. I've been through some trials and some tribulations, and it's still okay. Can still I add, then, then if that's the case, let's flip this and give yourself a listener letter. Can you pull? Can you remember or recall like the worst moment in your life where you needed to be there for yourself in that same way, and like how you pulled yourself out of that? Mm. Being a psychiatrist. Oh man, uh, so many man. You know the the. See, that's the scary part. Right. How do you say so many and still be willing to go through it again? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, that's, that's the difference between, between courage and bravery, right? You just gotta, you gotta risk it. You know, it's not going to kill you. And if it does, 
that's still okay. I, the, the coolest things that have ever happened in my life always came right after I fell right out of the sky, man. You know, um, and so hmm. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story that sums it up for me. Um, my right out of med school, my first practice with my sister and the woman I thought I was going to marry, two psychologists and me, the, the MD, and life was just like perfect, right? We were, it was the the mom and the dad and the two kids in the car driving down the highway. Only a matter of time before that bomb hits and blows it all up and the bomb blew it all up, right? We had no idea what we were doing, didn't know how to run a business for shit. <laughs> lost, we lost money, we lost... However a business could fail, we failed spectacularly. So we lost the business, you know, uh, lost, lost the girl, everything, you know, didn't even know if I was going to be able to practice medicine anymore because it was such a, Jesus Christ. you know what I mean? And so I'm like, oh my God, I let everybody down. You know, I let hmm. my mom down. I let my daddy down. All my sisters, I had 40 people show up to my med school graduate. I let everybody down. And so I'm like, what? Can, what do I do now, right? What do I have now? Who I am? Who am I now if I don't have that? And so I'll never forget, man. I um I was living in Florida at the time, and you know it was it was so bad till I actually ended up moving from that state, moving you know moving back home because I was like, I, no, there's nothing left here. There's li- there's literally nothing left. And so I drove home, man, and it was like a three hour drive. I was in Jacksonville, Florida, man, Duval, and I drove back <laughs> home, man. I cried all the way i cried all the way and then when i got to the i got to the house man my daddy opened the door and um he was like you know she's up she's upstairs my mom was already you know sick in bed at that point as um and uh, i walked up those stairs man and i i kneeled down next to her bed and i was like you know i, I was like i'm sorry I, I i messed up and i lost it you know and she and she looked at me man and she said she said who you are is something that nobody can ever take away, right? The thing that you have that makes you you, it's not, it didn't come in a book, it didn't come in a license, it didn't come in a degree, it's something nobody can ever take away. And you don't need to be a doctor in order to share that with people. And in that moment, she just made it all okay, right? And I realized there was more to me than the thing I did, right? It's not just, it's not about the doctor thing. It's not about whatever come, whatever trappings come with that. Who you are is not what you do, right? Because if that's all you are, then who are you when you are no longer able to do those things? And so for me, I was like, okay, how else, how else can I share the gift? How else can I help folks? So I sat down, I was like, well, I got all these stories in my head about, you know, relationships and stuff like that. And so as I'm killing time trying to figure out what I'm going to do next, I just started writing down little stories, man, a page at a time here and there. One page turned into two, turned into 10, turned into a chapter. And those chapters turned into a book and that book was very, got very popular. And, you know, one day out of the blue, the Today Show calls me and they're like, hey, we heard about this book. We want you to come up here and talk about it. <laughs> I was like, all right. So I get on a plane. I fly to New York. You got Holder and Kathy Lee over here. You got Al Roker doing the weather. I'm like, that's my man right there. I look <laughs> behind me and I got, you got people with all the signs like I've been seeing on TV for years. And in that moment, y'all, it felt like I had been doing it for 20 years. You know what I mean? But none of that would have happened had I not had that horrific failure and dropped out of the sky and lost it all, right? And so you just got to know the universe is always working out in your favor, whether it feels good or not, whether you think so or not, it is always teaching you the thing that you're going to need 
for that next level self that you're going to be. And you just got to trust in that process, man. And so that's, you know, that, that's one of, that's one of my oh. epic things. I have many. Yeah. Yo, Doc. Thank you. Remember that? <laughs> you know that place Mouse was a couple, a little while ago where he's about to cry? Yeah, that was really That was man, actually, yeah. Dr. Ish didn't know that. That was actually in our private group chat, but now he knows. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. <laughs> Ryan definitely said it. Ryan definitely said it. Said it in a joking hey, man, manner. That's, that's strength right there, buddy. If you can't cry, <clears> um, no, but no. Um, again, I like I just like you said on the real man. It, I, you know, you had to fall out of the sky before you realize, before you realize where you are, or, or just you need that uh, reassurance that you you know. Uh, I guess that you aren't who you you aren't what you do. Right. Uh, you know, as a person, you are who you are. And um, I've, that's literally something that's something that I've been struggling with, uh, especially during quarantine, you know, not being able to work or do things that I that I know I'm great at doing. Right. Uh, you know, you start you start feeling like a failure. That's that right. was thank right. you for that. Yeah. And that that ain't it, man. You know, we're we're so much more than the thing people can see and then the thing people can do. And, you know, as, as brothers, we're always we're always struggling with that. You know, it's like, how do I show my worth? How do I show the world my value? I know it, but how do I make y'all see it? And so we just got to let that go. We just, we got to let that part go. Hmm. Yeah. Woo! Dr. Ish, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to attempt to lighten this up by asking <laughs> you to drop a song on the Get the Draws playlist. So obviously the Get the Draws playlist, it's a very real playlist. Y'all can download the at home, you guys can download the playlist on Spotify, Tidal, uh, Apple Music. I believe that's all for right now. It is being updated as Chasey's Fit at this moment. But listen, y'all get these records. Uh, so yes, Dr. Ish, if you are, before I ask you this question, very fat, very quick. If the answer is quick, if it's not, it's your world. Are, is it rough? Uh, or is it difficult to date as a psychiatrist? Because are you always, are, like, are you able to turn off the part where you're diagnosing someone? Or do you have to kind of date somebody on that same level? Or, or like, do you have to date another uh, psychiatrist? No, man, it's, uh, it's that's a good question. No, I very I will very rarely date another doctor or another psychiatrist just, uh, just because it's, I don't, it's different, right? It's, it's the thing you do, but then when you're in it, you're in it. I'm in it like everybody else. Well, I get my ass kicked like everybody else. <laughs> it's like, you know, <laughs> folks would be like, wait, I thought you were a relationship expert. You're horrible at this. <laughs> I mean, hey, I was to say, hey, they say they say that people who can't play coach. So right, that's right. that's you are, right. and, you are a great coach. And, and another saying in that same vein, Mac, is we all teach the thing we need the most, right? Oh, yep. shit. So... So that's that's why I do the thing, because that's the thing I need the most. You know, I I need that love and connection and belonging the most. And so that's the thing I try to teach, because every time I can help somebody with it, it helps me believe, yeah, it's possible to get there. And I always ask, I even asked Mac that question uh, early on in our our friendship. I was like, as an R&B singer, like women hold on to the word you're singing and the word you're saying. So, like, is it possible to mess up and girls be like, Nigga, you just were singing about this, but now look at you. So I, I guess it's on the same thing because I deal with it. I deal with it on we, you know, I think we've all dealt with it on this show. Like we might say some fire shit, and then you get home and your girl like, mm, that's right. 
Right. Funny really? how you get funny really? how you get it when nobody's around, but with right. me. Right. <laughs> but but yes, uh so if you're setting the mood, Dr. Ish, give us one song that you are dropping on the Get the Draws playlist. Oh man, you got I gotta I gotta hit him with the Prince Adore. Whoa! <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Boom! Dr. Ish is not new to this. (laughs) (laughs) No more words necessary. You just Prince do all the talking. I'm going to follow that up with, because you said Prince Adore, I'm not going to double down on the Prince, but I'm going to go Melissa Morgan's version of Prince's Do You. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Jack Wilds, it's on you. Oh man! I'm coming uh, over here. I don't got nothing today. I gave all I gave all my sermons away. Well, you better look. You better look in. You better look in your phone for something. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to say you better find it because I, I I'm having I'm literally doing that right now. Oh, <laughs> right now. Um, um, you know, uh, I it's the wording. The words of this song don't necessarily evoke uh sex or anything like that. But I think the feeling of it. Is very is very much in the vein uh, that our playlist "Body Ain't Me" by Pink Sweats. Mm. I thought you were gonna say "Give Me the Loop" by Biggie. Mm. No, 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 no. No, mm. oh, okay. I thought it, no, sir. Give me the loop. It's kind of no, no. sexy. It's kind of sexy. A little bit. I, I could do. All give right. me the loop. Give me the loop. Give yeah. me a little, little bit of aggression. Yeah. A little bit of. Uh, I could do. Give me the loop. That's, so that's what you're going with, Ryan. You're going to give me the loop, Biggie. <laughs> wow. Now, wow. Please, what, Nah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, Frank Ocean, thinking about you. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, a solid one, solid one. Well, Doctor, we thank you for this episode. We can't wait to have yeah. you back. Please let the people know how they can support you, where they can get your books, where they could yep. follow you, all the good stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, go to the website, drishmajor.com. Uh, just my name, D-R-I-S-H-M-A-J-R.com. Got some cool free stuff you can download there. Got a couples compatibility quiz we give every couple who comes on the show. You can download that for free. Got a take-home boot camp you can do there. You can kind of follow along over six weeks. You can go through each of those six weeks of relationship killers talking about communication and trust and cheating and how to forgive and how to get over stuff. So that's really cool. Obviously, follow me on the gram, mm. follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook. Same thing, Dr. Ish Major, man. We, when you come back, we're definitely going to talk about how to forgive. Uh, oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that. We're going to, I about to say, that's the, that's the next one. We need that. It's a Actually, it's now a that I think one. about it, Mac, it's completely up to you. But do you think maybe for Patreon, you and my sister can take the compatibility quiz? She got next week on the guys. Hey, guys so. I, 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 for real, man, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Any, any, you know, any time I can spend, I can spend with brothers who are doing something, doing something good for the people, man. I always enjoy it because you know, Judge says it all the time. I say it too. It, it matters to me that our people do well. You know what yes. I mean? And it, and it yes. matters, it matters to me that our brothers do well, man. So I appreciate y'all, and I appreciate y'all having me on. Give, will you, give, will you tell give the, me more. Will you tell the judge to tell our publicist to pick up? We've been trying to get the judge <laughs> for a while I'll now. Tell. Been trying to get Judge I'll, I'll Lynn. Text, man. I'll tell. Her, I'll tell. Her. Please tell her because yeah. we tell her we ain't. Yeah. We might not be much, but we ain't as bad as they say we are. Exactly. I, I am, but they're not. So if you add it up, if the average, on average, we're not as bad as they say we are. Dr. Ish, thank you once again. Appreciate y'all guys. And you guys at home, make sure you 
follow Dr. Ish, make sure you support whatever, make sure if you're in a relationship. Matter of fact, I implore you guys right now. If you guys are listening, you guys are uh, uh, members of the, the guy next door neighborhood, we want you and your significant other to go take the combat compatibility quiz and then tell us how it went. So email us how I'm about it went. To say, let us know. Mouse, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, but I don't know if I'm gonna put it on the, the <laughs> I mean it's Patreon, bro. I, I don't, I don't, they I'm, gotta I'm, pay for listen, it. I'm, it's not like they gonna see it for free. We could just put it at the about to say, I'm nervous tier. of that uh of that answer. We can put it like a hundred dollar tier. Yeah, yo, that, yo, 150 tier. 150 yeah. tier. Only the people with 150 a seat. <laughs> Think of what you're doing we, for we, us. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. <laughs> But yes, uh, but you guys who are ain't got shit to lose, take the compatibility quiz. Let uh, an email um, guysnextdoor123 at gmail.com. Let us know your, what your results were. Let us know. To talk about it. Uh, it would be easier on Che if y'all just sent a video, but type it up if you have to. Um, if you guys have a letter that you want written, uh, that you want read on air, make sure you send it to guysnextdoor123 at gmail.com. Guysnextdoor123 at gmail.com. Make sure you put your own fake name in the subject line, or Shay is going to read what's in front of her, very Ron Burgundy style. Um, and if it is a relationship question, which it doesn't have to be, if it is a relationship question, please send in a picture of you and your significant other, because I don't want to be giving fat people advice to a skinny person, and I don't want to give ugly advice <laughs> to a good-looking person. I want to keep the thing. I want to keep the playing fields even. I want to keep everything in yep. the work. Balance. See, Dr. Ish, that's the toxicity they was talking about. <laughs> and uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Guys Next Door Pod. If you want to continue the conversation on Twitter, make sure you use the hashtag Guys Next Door. Um, make sure you follow us at Patreon.com for all you Hakeems, all you Kimmy Gibblers, and you freeloading moochers who just this content and don't put no snaps on the petrol. Go to the Patreon, sign up, pay something. Put some money in some black folk pocket. Now, if you are in a pandemic and not a bandemic and you get this for free, that's fine. All we ask is that you go subscribe, leave a comment, preferably yeah. one, and leave a rating. Five stars. I'm going to ask for five stars just like an Uber driver. Five stars. Um, and to be honest, that's it for us. I'm Mouse Jones. I'm Mac Wilds. I'm Clara. And we are the guys next door. The guys next door. Thanks, Dr. Ish. Thank you so much. Seriously. Thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. 
Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.